Welcome to Golf Better at Edwin Watts Golf, episode number 87. Hello, everyone. My name is Tom Purcell. Thanks so much for joining us. I think we say this every time, whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time subscriber to the show. Either way, we're glad you're with us. And speaking of with me, he's with me again, technical specialist Kenny Nicholson in studio with me. Kenny, how you doing? I'm doing awesome today. How are you, Tom? I'd like to be outside. You know, I was lo- I was looking at the weather map, and with the exception of a little streak right down the middle of the states, it is beautiful day. It's golf weather, and it's a great time to be out on the course. It's also a great time to be in Orlando. I'm sure it's beautiful down there. But right now, going on at our Turkey Lake Superstore is the Edwin Watts 2010 Golf Expo. We've got equipment introductions. You can uh, be fitted. We've got uh, tour players coming in. It's it's, just a, it's a big time right now. If, especially if you live in that area, I'd definitely make a trip over there to see what's going on and, and some of the uh, the guests that we have in store. Speaking of guests, joining us on the phone directly from Turkey Lake Superstore, PGA Tour player, good friend Justin Rose. Justin, how you doing, man? Good, so I'm good, Kenny. How are you guys? Doing Thanks awesome. Thanks for joining us, Justin. It's, it's a great day. It's great having you, Justin. Can we touch a little bit on last year, your year last year? I mean, it was your best year ever. Over three million in earnings, your lowest scoring average ever, and the two wins, two big wins against two great fields. Talk about your year. Yeah, I mean for sure, it's been uh, you know anytime you get yourself in the winner's circle, it, it moves the needle. If you like, you know, it sort of it, it, it validates all the hard work that you've been doing, and it sort of uh, you know you get the reward that you you know you work so hard for. But um, you know, it's not necessarily about the winning; it's about the underpinnings of that, and it's about the hard work that is going on day in, day out behind the scenes. The hard work I put in with my, you know, with my team, the hard work I put in with TaylorMade, all that stuff coming to fruition. So, um, you know, it's nice to get the reward, but like I say, it's um, the exciting part is that you know you're working smart in the right direction. I think that's that's been the most, for me, rewarding part of it. Yeah, it's been, it was fun to watch for sure. It made it for an exciting year in golf. Can you talk a little bit about what goes through your mind when, and your routine when you're in a zone like you were this summer? Yeah, uh, obviously I got hot there through the summer and I think probably the best golf I played was, uh, on Sunday at the Memorial. Um, started the round three or four back, but, uh, really realized I didn't have to go out and press too hard. I just had to go out and play a really smart round of golf and uh, let the round build. And I think, um, you know, it was one of those days where I went out with a game plan and I, uh, and it just all unfolded exactly like I had imagined it. And I guess that's one of those sweet days where, as you say, you're in the zone. Um, but for me, the key to, to that win was the fact that I was just enjoying process more than the feeling of winning the tournament. I was just really enjoying hitting my shots. I was enjoying being out there. I almost didn't want the round to end. Um, you know, a few times in the past, you know, you just want to get out of there with the win and you want it all to be over and you want the... You want the trophy in your hand. But I wasn't so much concerned with that. I was just really, really enjoying letting the round unfold. And, uh, you know, that's one of those sort of um, magical states of mind that you get into. That's interesting. You weren't in any hurry to get out of there, right? No, exactly. You know, I only really let myself, um, let my concentration go once I hit my second shot into the 18th green. And I looked at the scoreboard, and that was pretty much the first time I'd looked at the board all day. And I realized I was three ahead and pretty much couldn't do anything wrong from there. So, uh I started to take it all in. I started to look for Jack Nicklaus because I, I knew that he <laughs> always greets the champion there behind the 18th green. So, um, and then, you know, that, that was a special moment, really, walking off, shaking Jack's hand, and then having my family, my, you know, my wife and my little boy immediately behind him to share it with. So I couldn't have, uh, you know, it was my first PJ Tour win and couldn't have probably chosen a much better one. 
Justin, I was looking at your stats. Uh, a couple things stood out. One, 117th in greens and regulation, 68th in driving accuracy. Not that those stood out, but what did stand out to me was you were eighth in scoring average with those two categories being a little higher than you'd like. You made a change to the ghost putter, the tailor-made ghost putter, probably a little bit before the memorial. Talk about what the ghost has meant to you. Yeah, I mean, uh, the ghost certainly, I feel like I'm a good putter. I really do. Um, but I was kind of struggling a little bit. I was just not having anything. You know, I was going back and forth with having a line on my ball. I felt like I was getting a little bit technical, to be honest with you. And, you know, I think putting is a lot about feel and imagination uh, and visualization. And I think that's where the ghost started to really, really help me. I really bought into the, the technology behind it, the fact that the white is incredibly easy to line up and the contrast of the black lines on top of the white just make that putter really, really easy to use. And then you've also got a third alignment aid, which is that um, the ball in the back. So you know, I felt like it framed the ball really, really nicely. So what I did was I took the line off my ball. I changed my routine to being a little bit more instinctive. I took away my practice swings. So basically, I quickened everything up a little bit, but was um, really tapping into a lot more feel and visualization. And I think that that's what that putter really helped me to do, to really trust the fact that I was aiming well. And, you know, when you know you're aiming it well, you have the confidence to go ahead and make a good stroke or trust your stroke. And, uh, you know, it sort of um, the whole thing began to free up a little bit. And, uh, you know, you've you got to try and putt like a kid. When you get too technical and, you know, you're trying to do seven or eight things before you hit a putt, in order to make the putt, that's pretty difficult to repeat. So, um, for me, the putter really helped me. Like I said, just um, streamline everything with my routine. I noticed that at the memorial, you went away from your practice stroke, and and you trust that putter so much that you can walk away from the practice stroke. Yeah, exactly. And and I, and I wasn't really consciously aiming. I was aiming. Um, you know, I was aiming with my eyes, and then when I brought my eyes back down to the ball. I just trusted the fact that, you know, the putter sat right, the putter looked right, and obviously I just trusted the technology behind it that, um, you know, visually the putter was matching up with what I was trying to do. And, um, you know, I think that, that's, that's really, really important. I wasn't shuffling around over the ball trying to make last-minute adjustments. goes back to the old adage, drive for show, putt for dough, right? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, there's a big part of that on tour. I mean, I had a great year in 07 in Europe where I won the, the European Tour Order of Merit, and that, that year was also... Um, you know, it was a great putting year, and uh, it's funny how things can come and go, and you can fall into some bad habits. But really, putting should be the most simple part of the game. And um, I felt like you know the move to the ghost helped me bring back some of those simple philosophies. Hey, Justin, you've been a tailor-made guy for a while now, and you have a great relationship with them. Can you talk about your relationship with them? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been I've been with TaylorMade ever since I turned pro since 1998. So um, you know, I felt like I've uh, you know, I've grown with them. You know, I've seen their products get better and better and better every year. Um, certainly, I've got more and more confidence in the product every single year. Uh, I feel like I'm a part of the family now, where I can give my honest feedback and um, and, and help in you know in, in the sort of the R and D of everything. So, you know, I feel like um, I, I feel like it's more than just uh, I feel like I get true support from them. And I feel like they you know they they definitely they they really they they care about us out on tour and they do everything their powers to make sure that we're playing with the best equipment. And I think that's the thing out on tour. It's tough enough to, to be one of the best players out there. And if you're giving up anything with your equipment, that's pretty frustrating. And I think um, for me, that's something I'd never have to think about out on tour is am I playing the, you know, is, has somebody got an advantage on me by playing different equipment? I think being with TaylorMade all around now with ball, irons, wedges, drivers, putters, 
you know, they've got such a great range across the board that you feel comfortable playing, you know, in every every department. Yeah, it speaks volumes about their relationship with you and vice versa, your relationship with them, because you're going to play what's best for you out there. So, and them working with you is a testament to their relationship as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're all independent contractors. We've all got to take care of our own business. And um, I think, uh, you know, the margins are so small out on tour that if you're giving up 1% or 2%, that's kind of, that's enough to, to stop making cuts, to stop making money and to lose your tour cards. So really the margins are pretty small out there and you need to uh, need to have a lot of trust in the equipment that you've got. Hey, can you take just a minute and walk us through what's in your bag, you know, from driver to putter? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm using the Burner Superfast Driver. Which has been great for me. It's uh, it's a it's um, you know a shot that I've added to my bag this year is a, is a draw with a driver. In, in the past, I used to try and cut the driver a little bit, but hitting a high draw has been a nice addition with the Burner Superfast. And then uh, I've got an R9 Strong Three Wood, the TS um, Three Wood, and I've got an R9 Four Wood. Um, and from there, I move into the R9 TP irons, which have been you know very solid, good feel. And um, also the, the, the new TaylorMade uh, ZTP wedges, a uh, 54 degree and a 60 degree. And uh, I love the interchangeable faces on those things because, um, you know, I use standard grinds, the 54 and the 60. There's mm-hmm. nothing special. But if you do customize the grind on the sole, the great thing about that is you don't have to keep getting uh, – you can just change in and out the faces. Every time it gets a little bit worn, pop in a new face. And I think that's one of the hardest things on tour the guys do customize their grind on the sole of the wedge a lot, and it's really, really hard to replicate. So once you've got a bounce and a sole that you're really, really liking, all you then have to do is interchange the faces, and you've always got a crisp, brand-new wedge. Hey, Justin, you mentioned for, uh, the forewood and down onto the irons. What's How high up do you go in the long irons, and, and or do you go with hybrid? Um, depending on the golf course, I'll occasionally put the, put a, like a hybrid in there, like a rescue club. Um you know, and then I'll take out my three iron. But three irons generally is uh, as high as I go. But if I go to a to an open championship or if I go to a venue where I know it's going to be very, very windy, I'll put in a two iron and take out the forward occasionally. So, you know, I do switch it around, but for the most part, it just goes driver, three wood, forward. Coming, coming off your best year ever, really, on the PGA Tour, I wanted to just touch real quick because you talked about wedges with the new groove rule. Obviously, it didn't have a large effect on you, but how did that make adjustments in your game? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's made me alter my technique a little bit. I, I feel like I'm playing shots around the green a little bit differently now. I feel like I'm I'm pinching the ball a little bit more. I'm, I'm playing it with a little bit more sort of lead lag for my chips rather than trying to use my right hand and use the bounce. Um, because of the grooves not being quite as aggressive, the ball comes out a little bit higher because of that. But So I've probably slightly uh, um, amended my technique, but that's almost happened instinctively and naturally. But uh, all in all, I think... Um, it hasn't made that big a difference. I've actually seen an improvement in my wedge game this year. And who knows if that's because I've put, you know, paid more attention to it because of the changes. But uh, I certainly feel like I haven't lost an advantage that I used to have. I feel like, um, you know, TaylorMade especially, they've worked incredibly hard at their wedges. So um, and I've worked hard at my wedge game. And, you know, again, wedging and putting, that's a, you know, a large percentage of the game. So that's worked really, really well for me. Yeah, the third piece of that, the, the wedge game, the putting, the third piece of that is the ball. And talk about the ball. That's a huge, huge advantage for you. I mean, you love that ball, don't you? I do love that ball. You know, first five-piece ball on tour with, you know, almost each individual part of the ball being dedicated to a, uh, you know, driving or long irons or, you know, short irons, wedging and putting. So each part of the ball gives you that, um, 
has the technology to give you ultimate performance, you know, the core of the ball giving you the distance and, and the cover of the ball giving you the touch and the feel, for example. So I feel like across the board, that ball is performing really, really well. And, uh, you know, the ball is probably, you know, your single most important piece of equipment because it's, you know, simply hit with every single shot, um, every club. And, uh, again, you know, the Penta has been, been a blessing. You know, I feel like it's been a ball that I've played really, really well in the wind with. Past, I felt like ball flight and you know struggling to keep the ball down into a breeze. But now, now I feel like the penta really, really goes through the wind. And uh, you know, especially in the Florida swing early in the year, we do play a lot of golf in the wind. Um, so you know, that's a huge part. Justin Rose joining us. Hey, Justin, final question. Wanted to ask you: Different players go through different things in the off season, getting prepared for 2011. Last year, I think we spoke with uh, Charlie Wee, and his was he was working on the mental side of the game, and some people work on distance and putting. What are you working on right now to prepare yourself for 2011? Yeah, well, I mean, right now I've actually run into a little shoulder issue, you know, so I haven't hit balls for since the Tour Championship, you know, five weeks or so. But it doesn't mean I'm not working other areas of my game. I'm actually trying to work more on the mental side, the time away from the game. But I think also not having hit balls for five weeks it, it makes me miss the game. <laughs> I think that's the most important thing of the off season. You know, the, the, the season can be a grind, but um, you know, if you if, when it comes to January one, you want to be itching to get back out there. And I think for me, that's the biggest thing I'm working on this off season is almost to get away from the game a little bit to really get that desire and that hunger to go out and work hard next year. So um, you know, there are areas of the game short game. I'm trying to sharpen up things. I'm trying to learn new shots. I'm trying to perfect shots and. Uh, but, you know, that, that's, that's the scoring side. I think technically the long game, you know, that's, that stuff shouldn't change too much. Even though my stats aren't particularly good, I mean, I'm surprised by them. I feel like my long game's in great shape. So I feel like I'm hitting a lot of quality iron shots. So it's not an area that I feel like there needs to be a huge change or development. So the rest of it is just massaging the, the other areas of the game, you know, the mental side and the short game. We're looking forward to following you next year. It's uh, we're a member of the Justin Rose Fan Club officially now. <laughs> Can you help us a little bit? We we have a, a prize to give away. Your good friends at TaylorMade gave us a stand bag, and a couple hundred okay. people uh, registered to, for a chance to win that thing. And I know one of them would like to hear their name call. Can you help us with that? Yeah, of course. Um, hey, I mean uh, that's obviously very generous to TaylorMade, and I hope it brings a lot of luck to to one Mister Brian Fox from Frederick, Maryland. Hey, Justin, thank, thanks so much for your time. I know you're busy, but uh, it's, a, it's a busy couple days for us down at the Expo in Orlando, and I'm sure it's going to be a big event. Okay, good stuff. Good luck with everything, guys, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks, thank Justin. You, Justin. We really appreciate take it. Take care. All right, take care. See you. Yeah. Wow, we've had some tour players on this year, and they just keep getting better and better. Well, he seems like just a great guy. You'd love to have him for a neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely fun. I mean, uh, you talk about uh, one of the things that really stands out was the part about the, the groove rule when he said his chipping and putting he's changed a little bit. Where when he's chipping, he's more with the lead hand and not more with the right hand, which would cre- you know work more with the bounce. So something a little middle note for me to take out of that. You know, definitely when he's chipping, he's using more of the lead hand. Little little things you pick up, but it's amazing to talk to these guys and and what they go through. And he's he's 100 percent correct on one thing: the small percentages separate these guys from a lot of money. Uh, making cuts, things like that, one two percent is a huge number for them. So uh, it was a neat, neat uh, learning experience. You talk about that that right hand or that if you're right handed, that's that backhand. If you go to our YouTube page, which is Golf Better Podcast, our YouTube page, there's a nice training tip. It's about thirty seconds long from another tailor made guy, Ray Goosen, on that keeping that that angle in that hand and don't flip it over, keeping it stiff. Amazing how much that can help you. And also, it's pretty cool. We get Justin Rose to be able to announce the winner of our of our uh, register to win TaylorMade stand bag, Brian Fox from Frederick, Maryland. That's awesome. 
you got to know where to register in order to get in on that. Tell the listeners how they can do that. Yeah, if you go to our website, EvanWattsGolf.com, and uh, down at the lower portion of the homepage, you'll see a green, what we call an e-spot or marketing spot. It says Golf Better Podcast. Just click on there. From there, you can actually listen to any past episodes as well. But there's a register to win button for every contest we do. You have to re-register because we purge the list and get rid of it. And So click on the register to win buttons. Give us the pertinent information that we require from you, and you're automatically submitted to win one of these awesome prizes. Yeah, also make sure to hit us up on social media. Facebook is really blowing up for us. It's a great, it's a great tool the way we can keep in touch with our fans and let you know about some of the specials. It might even be a little bit earlier than everybody else. Yeah, definitely follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We do a lot of announcing there before we go to the general public with email blasts and things like that you can see what's going on at retail as well there's a lot of stuff events that are going on that you can keep up to date with and uh, just a nice little aspect well thanks so much kenny for doing it and it was fun again thanks to our friends at TaylorMade golf for providing justin rosen to justin himself for joining us and make sure to tune back in a couple weeks when we have another exciting episode of golf better at edwinwattsgolf.com so long everyone <laughs>